Breathing space includes mature content such as adult language, sexual situations, violence, and substance use. Additional sensory contact warnings can be found in the show notes. I ain't got no home to go to, I ain't got nothing to sell, but my stars will never leave me, even when I'm sold to hell. I was born under a blue sky, and I'll die out in the black. When I'm gone, don't no one mourn me, cause my debts will drag me Let's give that Ark of Sky another little look-see, shall we? Come on, Galatea. Show me that sparkly something you've been hiding away just for me. Show me those lines for palladium and platinum, or just a big old chunk of gold. I ain't picky. Alright, our vernier thrusters are now unclogged, though at this point, I'd like to find this vernier fella and ask him what he did to deserve having those damn things named after him. We should be good to start our next pass, provided you're done degaussing the number three static, Ned. You are, aren't you? I'm what? Done degaussing the static, Neds. I'm a... yeah. I'm working on that right now. Have it done real soon. Damn it, Cash! You were supposed to have it done an hour and a half ago. What? Oh, shit. I must have lost track of time. Well... You might keep better track of it if your head wasn't buried halfway up the spectrographic scope. What the hell are you always doing with that thing anyhow? Oh, come on, Robbins. I'm just trying to keep an eye out for Old Lady Opportunity so she don't pass us by. <laughs> old Lady Opportunity? And what the hell kind of opportunity exactly are we going to miss out on here in the rings of Neptune? This ain't Saturn. We ain't on the stock drive. It's a big universe. You never know what you might find, right? Wrong. I do know, Cash. I know that the rings of Neptune were 75% dirty ice dust before humans ever lifted one foot off the surface of the Earth. I know that pretty much anything that ate dirty ice dust got swept up a generation ago by folks building ships and stations in the outer system. I know that if there is something hiding in the shadow of Galatea, it's not phantom treasure rocks or ghost broncos. It's scofflaws or grinners hiding out from the authorities. And I know that a person can make a decent living off of collecting, condensing, and processing that dirty ice dust, provided they can count on their shipmate to get the static nets degaussed before they actually get to the damn rings. If by a decent living, you mean just barely covering FNF, replacing whatever breaks down with junked parts that only share half a model number with what actually broke, paying out just enough to yourself and your crewmate at the end of the run that you can just about afford to get halfway to drunk on the worst bar in Triton? If that's your idea of a life well lived, then sure. But come on, Robbins. Is this really all you want out of life? Just herding dust around Neptune till the day you die? It's been doing me fine the last 25 years. I don't see why the next 25 ought to be any different. If you want to do something else with your life, nobody's stopping you. Whenever we get back to a station, you've always got the option to walk out that airlock and just keep on walking. You keep saying that, old-timer. One of these runs, 
I'll finally have enough saved up to go and do it. <laughs> yeah, not if you keep buying up the first dumbass junk you see the second week off, you won't. Tell me, which of your necessary purchases have given you the most bang for the buck? Is it that skull-covered lime green six-shooter that's only got four chambers the right size for a bullet? Them four still work just fine. Maybe it's the pirate black line transceiver you can't plug in without scrambling our blue line for half a day. Somebody might try and blackline us. Someday. The rocket boots that use twice as much fuel for half as much thrust as the maneuvering gear already built in your suit. The scale model of the Azorian that takes up a quarter of your cabin. The 100% genuine European hermit crab, maybe? Hey, Miss Peggy Lee was a member of this crew, and I will not have you gainsay her good name. It was a snail shell, Cash. An empty snail shell. Didn't even have no crab in it. Don't mean I didn't care about her. You, if you're so worried about our bottom line, Mr. Strike It Rich, you could make a start by improving our thrust to weight ratio and stop filling the ship up with useless junk. And maybe, just maybe, if you didn't sit there staring at the scope all day like it's a goddamn slot machine, hey, you'd have time to do the actual job I'll pay you for. Robbins. And get the goddamn static nets ready in a timely goddamn fashion. Robin! What? Look at the damn scope! I know, what in the devil is that? Hey. there any of the uh, curry rice packets left? think I saw a few behind the stack of veggie omelets and spag bowls. Great. Thanks. A couple more runs. We're not going to have room in there for anything but veggie omelets and spag balls. Guess that's the trouble with getting the variety pack. Always a couple flavors nobody likes. The nets are all squared away, by the by. Got them degaussed and prepped to throw out whenever we're ready for them. Good. Thank you. You didn't, uh... <clears throat> you didn't happen to look any further into that, uh, anomalous reading on the scope, did you? Why? I thought you weren't interested. I will admit to a certain level of... curiosity about whatever it is you may have spotted. Ha! I knew it. You want to tell me about it, or do you want to gloat about it? Okay, so there's definitely something out there. It's too persistent to be a scope glitch or anything like that. It's definitely an object of some sort. It's going faster than anything in Neptune orbit, fast enough that it's not going to get captured on its way through. Trajectory looks like it's falling in from somewhere way out system. Could be something that got nudged out of the Kuiper Belt, probably years ago. So it's what, a comet? Seems like, or that's the best theory I got anyway. But it's a big one. More ice than we'd collect in two months of sifting dust. And look! The scope goes a little bit loopy when I point it directly at the thing. But just look at these spikes. Ice, sure, but cobalt, platinum, palladium, ruthenium, osmium, all in significant quantities. 
If they're showing up at this distance, and all of that's wrapped in what's got to be a layer of dirty ice with a near-black albedo, practically invisible, until it gets inside Jupiter's orbit and starts throwing off a tail. Pure luck that it was in range of our scope when I was pointing it in that direction. This thing? It ain't just a ghost bronco. If I'm interpreting these readings correctly, it's like a whole herd of ghost broncos, wrapped up in one neat, tidy package. Well, I do admit that that's interesting. Pity it's not coming into orbit, though. It's not like we have the equipment to wrangle a Bronco anyway. Robbins. What? You can't be serious. A billion to one chance drops the whole of a century in our laps, and your response is to say, oh shucks, and just let it go because we might have to get creative to haul it in? Look, in our line of work, creative gets people killed. If that thing is as big and as fast as you say it is, there's no way we have the Delta V to match its trajectory and slow it enough for a Neptune capture. We're already headed in the right direction. Just need to goose our orbit a little and we can make the intercept. Would only take like a quarter of our fuel, tops. And we don't need to slow it down to Neptune orbital speed. We just need to nudge it towards a capture somewhere and then ride it on in. I ran the numbers, and depending on the exact mass, we could get to Uranus L4 or orbit around Saturn easy, with fuel left over. In how many months? I wasn't exactly fitting out the ship for interplanetary travel when I went grocery shopping for this run. Okay, it won't be fun. We'll be stuck eating those spagball and veggie omelets for a good while. But once we get this thing to a processor, we could have real Martian vat-grown steak every meal for the next ten years if we wanted. Come on, Robbins. This is our chance. I don't know. It's a big risk. I just don't think we can... Here. Well, now, what are you throwing money at me for? I've got a little saved up. Not a lot, but enough to cover the FNF for at least one run. We jet out there, at least get a closer look at the thing, and if it doesn't pan out, I'll eat the cost for the wasted run, cover the FNF for the next one, and you're out nothing. But if we can bring it in... We will both be set for life. <sighs> Throwing your money away on another damn fool thing. Keep your credits and eat your curry. I'll plot us a course. You won't regret it. I swear. We we're... will go and we will look. And when it turns out to be a snot hunt and a boondoggle, you will be eating spag bowl of omelets until that drawer is empty while I will be taking all the curry rice and Cajun Mac packets for myself. Deal? Okay. Deal. Now closing in on target. Distance 900 meters. Relative velocity is about 10 meters per second. I see it. How's the scope looking? still pretty confused, seems like. There's... I'm seeing very different signatures with only minor adjustments to the scope, so it's gotta be pretty heterogeneous. 700 meters. And there are a couple of spots that are giving me really weird readings. Pretty much zero ice, high concentrations of iron, titanium, metallic aluminum, and aluminum oxides. Not sure what's going on there exactly. Aluminum oxides? Hang on. I thought you said this thing was a Kuiper object. 
That's my best guess, yeah. Where in the Kuiper Belt exactly would this thing have been exposed to oxygen? I... Huh. That is a good question. 400 meters. Applying forward thrust to th slow our approach. Not too much. We're gonna need to get right up on the thing if- Ah! What? Scope just lit up like a brass house window. It's all over the place. What happened? I don't know. It's like the scope's getting reflected back at itself. Or like it's getting bombarded by high energy RF or something. Wait, high energy RF? Or something. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Unless... No, damn it, Cash. Look out the damn viewport. What? Why? Because I'm pretty sure I figured out what your weird spots are. Look at them. Right there. Uh, okay. If I squint, I think I see what you're talking about. A couple of big protrusions on this side of the comet. Might just be a trick of the light, but they look surprisingly angular. Some kind of crystalline formation? They ain't on this side of the comet. They're between us and it. They're ships, genius. What? No. That is a Taurus M860 mining hauler with an extended cargo bay. And that is some sort of junkyard ugly that's even more of a parts pile than the Windy Day. Oh. So then that RF feedback is probably them pointing their scopes back at us, huh? Maybe. Though I'd have expected them to try and calm us by now, and there's nothing on the blue line. They haven't... <sighs> Cash, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but... Plug in the black line transceiver. Why? Oh, you think the interference might... Okay, okay, one sec. Well... I guess that's one bright spot in not being the first ones to get here, that this critter is going to get some use. <sighs> Hold on. Though it does raise the question of why they didn't blue line us first. It's not like everyone has one of these sitting around. It does, at that. And for that matter, gotta wonder why they're just sitting on this thing instead of taking it somewhere. And what they're doing all the way out here to begin with. Uh, Cash, you want to hurry it up down there? Doing what I can. Why? Because we're close enough now I can see they've both got some pretty overbuilt eddies and... Eddies? EDDSs. Environmental Debris Defense Systems. Wait, they got guns? And some of them are starting to swing around in our direction, yeah. Okay. Goodbye, Blue Line. And hello... This object is the legal property of the Jimenez Mustang Mining Concern under contract from Terran Hydrocarbon. And under the theory of the fuck is that? We're getting simultaneous transmissions from both ships. Hang on. Unidentified vessel, or vessels. Your request to seize approach has been received and understood. We are complying now. Stand by. Not sure why they're sending separately instead of using a relay. They've got to know there's two of them here, right? I don't see how they couldn't. Okay. I've established a black line relay between our ships. Hopefully that should help keep the crosstalk manageable. This is the Windy Day, Independent, based out of Triton. My name is Cash. 
Y'all care to introduce yourselves? This is the truth or consequences owned by the Jimenez Mustang Mining Concern and currently operating under license on behalf of Terran Hydrocarbon. I'm her captain, Monroe Jones. And my name is Captain Ivanhoe Iveskin of the Peregrination Free Trader Carry a Light That Casts No Shadows. I am surprised to hear your voice on the line this early in the shift, Captain Jones. I was hoping to have heard that charming comms officer of yours. Lieutenant Anjuli will be staying in their cabin for a while. Seems like they've developed a sensitivity to skin bags. I see. They do seem like a very sensitive individual, that's true. Please, let them know that I hope they feel better soon. I appreciate your concern, Captain. Windy Day, state your intention here. Uh, uh, well, we... What do I say? (sighs) This is Robbins. I'm Captain of the Windy Day. We were just in the neighborhood, caught something funny looking on our scope, and decided to give it a look-see, that's all. In the neighborhood? All the way out here? It ain't all the way out here for us. Like the kid said, we operate out of the surface dock on Triton. Doing what? Skimming the rings to make snowballs? Pushing ice to nowhere? As a matter of fact, yeah. We collect and process water ice and organic compounds from orbital particulate. It ain't glamorous, but everybody needs water and carbon. (laughs) No offense, but that seems incredibly low yield. We get by. We ain't here to claim jump you, if that's what you're thinking. Didn't even know there was any ships here until you started trying to blackline us. You'd have to take a number if you were. Captain Jones is already in the process of trying to steal this comet from us. (laughs) That's fucking rich coming from you. This Grinner's the one trying to take what we purchased the rights to. As I have attempted to explain to you multiple times, Captain... Even if we agreed to abide by Heliotime or Asteratime law, which we do not, under both of those legal frameworks, establishing a previous claim on an object requires visible evidence of physical contact, typically in the form of a flag or radio marker planted on the surface. This commentary body shows no visible signs of human contact at all, save for a single laser scar. No contact, no claim. If Mr. Legree sold you supposed mineral rights, along with the orbital coordinates of this comet, I'm afraid he sold you a bad bill of goods. And as we arrived here before you did... By minutes! And I ain't seen you touch it neither. Because you threatened to, and I quote, blow my people out of the fucking sky if I sent anyone out to survey it. And don't think I won't, skinbag. As you can see, Captain Robbins, was it? Yes. As you can see, Captain Robbins, we are at something of an impasse. Yeah, I'm getting that impression. Wait, who is Mr. Legree? A bastard who figured he could sell the same comet twice, apparently. Indeed. Several months ago, a member of the family trading at a station in the belt made the acquaintance of one Felix Legree. 
He told them, over what I can only imagine was a substantial quantity of liquor, that he'd made a fortune catching comets dropped in from the Kuiper Belt by a contact he had out past Terminus, an arrangement which may or may not have been entirely above board. However, of late he'd fallen on hard times, the contact had dropped out of contact, and he no longer had a crew to go and catch fallen comets. But he was, of course, willing to sell us the orbital coordinates of the last comet his contact had dropped before they disappeared. Sounds like a scam to me. Yes, and a fairly obvious one. But the cost was small, and the family already had a ship in the area who could confirm there was, in fact, an object on that trajectory. This ship, as it happens. Of course, Mr. Legree had already sold that information and all mineral rights to the object. Mineral rights he did not own. And all mineral rights to the object to him and his Mustang months before that. We already had a retrieval contract and an advance from Terran Hydrocarbon to recover it, and we're burning for the outer system to retrieve it. So imagine our surprise when this grin of scrap heap pulls up on our claim less than an hour before we get there, bold as brass and twice as tarnished. Again, asserting that it's your claim does not make it so, Captain. Well, it sure as hell ain't yours, Captain. Time will tell, won't it? Tell me, how's your waste reprocessor holding up? Is your bioprinter still in working order? The state of my ship is none of your concern. I just worry for your crew. I'd hate to think the people over there were going hungry because your ship wasn't fit for a long haul. The truth of consequences is a damn sight fitter than that heap. I don't have to sit here and take this. I've skin. I hope to never hear your voice again. Go fuck yourself. Windy Day, I kindly suggest you move along. On that final note, I'm afraid that Captain Jones and I are actually in agreement. Captain Robbins and your crew, if you require any assistance getting back to Neptune orbit, I'm sure that the carry can jettison some supplies for you if need be. Please inform us of how we can be of assistance. <laughs> well... Shit. Yep. Guess FNF is on me, huh? <sighs> Captain, shouldn't you be plotting us a course back toward Neptune? Captain? Robbins? Where are you going? Get a damn drink! Hey, Captain? What? Well, it's just... It's been a little more than an hour since you left the bridge, and I reckon the mother two ships out there are probably wondering why we ain't left yet. <sighs> Maybe. If they ain't too far up through their own asses to catch sight of us. Even so, what are a pair of pricks like them gonna do about it? I'm... kinda worried they might start shooting at us. Uh, they wouldn't risk it. Might have them pointed at us for a tick or two, but actually wasting good slugs on us? They give the other one too much of an opportunity to strike. And they're so worried about losing the position they've already got, 
They ain't even willing to call in help. Not neither of them. That's why they only wanted to communicate via Blackline. Too worried attracting the attention of third party or, or worse, somebody friendly to the second party. You think that's why they started off blacklining us? Oh, probably would have told us to stop broadcasting on the blue line, too. If your transceiver hadn't done that for us. Nah. They both ain't sure they'd win in a fight against the other. They'd have started shooting already. And they ain't sure who'd be close enough to come running if they called for an assist, so they ain't done that either. So you think they're planning on what? Just trying to wait each other out? Hope the other crew runs out of NEM and filters before they do? Planning? Nah, they're already doing it. Or did you miss the part where all that story Ovskin was telling happened months ago? They've been riding the tail of this thing from just this side of Terminus, and at this point, they're in too deep to stop. Both of them. Damned by their greed and cowardice to chase this ghost bronco of yours halfway to hell. Pricks. You've been getting into the special engine degreaser again? Eh, it's just a nip. That piss you drink ain't strong enough on its own. That's because it's a sipping beverage, not... Ah. Look, I know why I'm disappointed. I made a bet, turned out to be a bust. You were right, and I was wrong. What I don't get is why you're so upset about it. I ain't. Uh-huh. I said I ain't. Or at least, not about that. I just... Ugh, those fucking pricks. Both of them laughing in their fucking sleeves at us. Fucking, that sounds really low yield. I get enough of that shit from you about our bottom line. I don't need it from some random corpo asshole, and I don't need it from some condescending grinner deigning to toss us scraps for to run after like fucking dogs. Fuck the both of them. <laughs> here, here. Come on. We'd better plot our course back and start burning. The longer we wait to reverse thrust, the more expensive it's going to be for me to fill up the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? No. I got a better idea. These assholes think they're so much smarter than we are? Well, we'll see about that. Captain, not sure what you're thinking, but I got a feeling it's a bad idea. And I'm supposed to be the bad idea haver on this crew. Hey, you got their blue lines off, right? Relying on black line only? Far as I could tell. And if we black line just one of them, the other one won't know we're doing it, right? Yeah, that's how black line works. It's a narrowband transmission. Black line the Grinner ship, the carry a light in a bucket or whatever it's called. Really think that's a bad idea. Calm them. All right, all right. Just promise you're gonna play nice. Oh, I'll be real nice. Captain Robbins, so pleasant to hear from you again. What can we do for you? Actually, Captain Otskin, I was hoping we could discuss how I could help you resolve this little dispute that you're involved in. I appreciate the offer, Captain, but... We have things pretty well in hand. I'm quite confident that the carry can outlast the truth or consequences. It's only a matter of time before they're forced to break off and the situation resolves itself. Well, 
possibly. But as you fall further in system, you're getting further from your people and closer to Terra. You start getting within the Terran sphere of influence, it gets a lot more likely that Captain Jones is going to be able to call in a corporate ally to bully you off that rock. Are you certain they're going to have to pull out before that happens? I am willing to concede that I am not completely certain on that front. Am I to understand that you have a proposed solution? Well, you see, my ship is built to push ice. That's what it does. You cover our vector, keep the truth or consequences tied up so they don't open up on us. We push the comet to a place of your choosing and take even splits of the proceeds. <laughs> even splits. Please, you're a latecomer to this negotiation, Captain. Even splits is completely out of the question. That said, I do believe that if you were willing to assist us, we could probably compensate you to the tune of, say... 9% of the value of the harvested material. 30%. <laughs> 15. And part of that will have to be in kind or surfaces. The windy day seems like it could benefit from some retrofitting, perhaps. Yeah, I can make that work. Deal. Well, good. Thank you for contacting us, Captain. Your unexpected arrival may well turn out to be a boon for both of us. I'll send you a vector to follow once you're attached. Understood. We'll need a few minutes to prepare. I'll let you know when we're ready to go. Okay. It's a risky plan. I'm not sure how well they're going to be able to screen for us. But I guess it beats taking now, him nuts. Now, Blackline, the truth or consequences. What? Blackline, the truth or consequences. Why? You know what? No, don't answer that. No answer to that question is going to make me feel better about this. <sighs> we live through this. I'm going to have to find a cabinet where I can lock up that fucking degreaser. Bottle of industrial strength bad idea is what that stuff is. Yeah, what? Captain Jones, I'll get right to the point. You've got a problem. <laughs> oh? And what problem is that? Well, see... You're not going to wait out a Grinner ship. You just ain't. Now that ain't a slight against your ship or maintenance crew, but Earth and Mars build ships to operate for months in the black, while the Perrys, they're building theirs to go decades. Assuming that's what we were planning on doing, and I ain't saying it is, we wouldn't need to wait them out for all that time just until we get close enough to call in some Terran muscle. You can't be entirely sure when that'll be, though. Or when they'll be closer to another Perry ship, anyway. Perry's coming in further in system every year. And how would you know that? Oh, word gets around. Even way out on Triton. I've heard tell they've even got themselves a base of operations on Arcturus Station now. Might just be a rumor, but the fellow I heard it from swore he saw it himself. And I suppose you've got a solution to propose for this supposed problem of mine? As it so happens, I do. My ship is built to push ice. That's what it does. You keep the parries off our back, we push that comet wherever you like, take a little processing fee, say 30% of gross value, just pulling a number, and we'll all get paid. 
thirty percent of gross. Let's <laughs> think I'm really over a barrel. I could do maybe fifteen of net. Twenty of net. But at market rate if it's higher than your contract. Eighteen of net. With your stipulation. Well, all right. Deal. Send us a vector and we'll let you know when we're ready. Wilco. Oh, fuck. I just thought you were going to say, oh, the Perrys are going to give me 15. Well, you give me to help me instead. But you just... I'm sorry. But have you become completely divorced from reality? What the fuck are you planning to do? Ah. That'll be our requested vectors. You transfer these over to the navigation console and then send each of them a thumbs up, would you? Alright, never mind. I'll do it myself. Looks like the Perrys want to send us to Arcturus and Jimenez Mustang wants us to head for Mars. Alright. Now we'll just start easing towards Comet, nice and slow. Keep an eye on their ships, would you? Let me know when things start to get hot. Oh god, you actually want them to fight. See, I realized something about my third whacker and degreaser. Neither of them have actually made contact with the Ghost Bronco. They said as much themselves. It means that, that their comet is technically an unclaimed celestial object. Which means we just gotta nuzzle up next to it, just like they're both expecting us to do, and the moment we touch nose and nets to the thing... It's ours. Maybe, technically, for about 30 seconds. Oh hell, they're firing warning shots across each other's bows. But it's only going to take them about that long before they realize you're trying to swindle them. And then they're going to fucking obliterate us! Well, not if they're too busy with each other. Increase in thrust to 30%. Along what vector? Well, looks like the route you plotted to Uranus L4 ought to do nicely. More or less splits the difference between Arcturus and Mars. More or less? Yeah, it's close-ish. We're gonna fucking die. Windy Day, check your vector. If you veer too much further off, we will be unable to screen for you effectively. Oh, uh, sure thing. This ice ball just ended up being a little bit unbalanced. We're working on correcting. Windy Day, you got some confusion which direction Soul is. You're way off the vector I sent you. Was that Captain Jones I just heard? Are you on the line with Iveskin? Cash, did you disable the black line relay you set up? No. Why would I have? <clears throat> uh, Captain Iveskin, Captain Jones, I'd like to apologize for my subterfuge, but under Article 4, Section 2 of the Sears Accords... I hereby claim this comment on behalf of myself and the crew of the Windy Day. Oh, don't you speak on my behalf. This was all you. Captain Robbins, the Peregrination are not signatories to the Ceres Accords, and we have not agreed to abide by them. Honestly, I'm starting to warm up to Captain Iveskin's stance on the practical applicability of Kino Time Law. 
Full power to thrust in three. Strap in. Ah! We ain't going all that fast, Robbins. I'm aware. We ain't gonna get far pushing a huge chunk of ice, Robbins. We're made to push ice. It's what this ship's built for. We ain't gonna push ice faster than they can chase us, Robbins. And we sure as shit ain't built to dodge kinetic projectiles. They ain't shooting toward each other anymore. But an awful lot of fast-moving blitz headed our way. Brace for evasive maneuvers! Evasive maneuvers? In this ship? Strapped to a hundred thousand tons of comets? Oh, fuck! The comets! Robbins, the comet between the acceleration and the eddy fire, it's starting to break up! Just a little more. Robbins, we gotta cut the nets now, or this thing's gonna tear us apart! I'm not gonna let those assholes win! a few spots of good news. One, it looks like the truth or consequences and the carry a light that casts no shadows are both too busy playing 52 rock pickup to follow us. Two, we've got enough Delta V to get us on a transit vector back to Neptune, so we're not going to have to try and flag down a guard ship or a troop of passing solar scouts to come rescue us. And three, the number two static net seems like it'll be possible to repair. Well, or remanufacture anyway. Thank heavens for small miracles. Uh, I guess you better give me the bad news, too. <sighs> there any of that degreaser left? <laughs> the bad news is, the number one and three nets are clean gone. The one that's left is currently shred to hell and all but empty, and that shot back to Neptune is a low-fuel burn that's going to take us about a month and a half. Oh, is that all? Oh, and impacts from the ice breaking up managed to smash a red line antenna, so... How do you feel about Jovian Sweep? Terrible. I never was much of a gambler. Well, I got a deck of cards, and we're gonna have plenty of time to practice. Look, I... I, I ain't gonna apologize for trying to stick it to those assholes and I don't think there were any fundamental flaws in the plan but <sighs> some of the issues in execution may have partially been due to my not clearly communicating the strategy to you ahead of time and for that I do <sighs> I apologize Sure, boss. What do you say we share credit for the fuck-up this time? Well, then, here's to the fuck-up club. Cheers. So, you want a veggie omelette or a spag ball? Ugh. Uh, might as well do one of each of them, when we can split them. <laughs> Deal.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Breathe in Space. This episode, Their Brands Were Still on Fire, was written and directed by James Big and edited by Aaron Olson. Cash is voiced by Carlo Diniega. Robbins is played by J.D. Jackson. Captain Ivanhoe Iveskin is voiced by Quill Turner. Monroe Jones is voiced by Meg Connell. Our theme, Blues for the Black, was composed by Michael Freitag, with vocals by Jeremiah, and lyrics by Scott Paladin. You can find links to learn more about our cast and crew in the show notes, and more information about our show at our website, breathingspace.lawofnames.com. Breathing Space is a Law of Names production. So I'm about 300 meters spinward past docking complex 2B here in Rezanov Station. Machine shops, storage facilities, pod hotels, the usual kind of things you'd expect a tired long hauler to stop over in for a shower and a refresh. Plenty of NEM joints, fast and cheap food for hungry people. Lots of vending machines and slapdash storefronts jostling for your cash. Which means, unless you know what you're looking for, it's easy to miss the little enamel and metal sign for Vientian Cafe and some damn good eating. Rezanov Station, built in the early expansion to be the counter to series for folks heading outwards or inwards. It even predates a lot of the NEM and bioprinting that's so common now. Wheat, soybeans, fresh greens, chickens, and pigs. Which is probably why a place like Vientian Cafe remains possible today. Without the agring, I don't think we'd be able to keep making the food we make here. But bringing that taste of home with us was so important to my great-grandparents. And making this food helps me make the station home to so many people. So some, what are we making today? This is my personal comfort food, cow soy. Probably the first dish my grandma taught me. Wow, that broth smells amazing. That's a basic broth we just keep going. Chicken carcasses, fish stock, some sugar, thyme. Thyme? <laughs> no, thyme. Tell me about this over here. Pork mince added to the garlic and onion that was softening. Yeah, cook it like that to get a nice brown. Mm. Smells incredible. Oh, just wait. That looks about done. Let's add the rest. Wow, that's got a great color to it. Crushed tomatoes, fermented soybeans, some soy sauce. It's hard to get black pepper routinely, but I get some excellent Aleppo pepper from the third ring here. Not exactly the same as Earthside, but... Hey, you're making it your own. Yeah, something like that. Now, this is my grandmother's recipe, but my father, he's Thai. At this point, he'd insist we add some coconut milk, but we only get the bad canned stuff out here, and maybe twice a year at that. But what about the ag ring? Turns out there's one place that coconuts don't grow well, and that's space. Who knew? I do like it a little creamy, though, so I'm going to add just the tiniest bit of Martian shelf-stable cream. I have to say, I love how you're taking different threads of your heritage 
and weaving something entirely your own. Food is culture. So, anything special here? No, basic rice noodles, really quick to cook and serve. Housemade. Hey, that's faster than instant ramen. This is where we put it all together. Soup base, noodles, and top it with the sauce. Yep, put it out with the toppings. Hit it with some of this chili oil if you want. Mm. Oh man. Oh wow. This is something else. <laughs> Cafe Vientiane is a very traditional Laotian restaurant name, right? It is, and it's a good name with a solid history, but the actual cuisine we serve has changed and adapted over the years as we add different cultures and traditions into our family. I mentioned my father was Thai, my grandfather on my mom's side was Nigerian. Aha! Thus the jollof rice. Exactly. There are so many good things to eat here, but if I were a long hauler, I could see myself spending the extra Delta V just to stop over here on Rezanov and eat at Vientian. How do you think I make most of my business? <laughs> oh, try this too. Capmo, fresh from the fryer. <clears throat> I never want to leave. <laughs>